0: Hi, this is Scott Powell, creator and teacher of History at Our House, the ultimate history resource for homeschoolers, providing ancient, European, American, and world history lectures to homeschoolers from 2nd to 12th grade. The following is a sample from the History at Our House program. For more information on History at Our House, please visit www.historyatourhouse.com. Enjoy comes in as kind of a strange thing there, right? This curious person who searches into things under the earth and in heaven Uh, and then uh, at the same time, then we have uh, and he makes the worse appear, the better cause Uh, and now this was um, this was kind of commonly believed to be the uh, the uh, the, a rhetorical Kind of ability was uh, the, uh, that was taught by a group of wandering teachers called sophists. Uh, the sophists uh, were notorious for making the worse appear the better cause. So, in other words, being able to argue a point that was quite apparently wrong and being able to convince people that it's right. Uh, And uh, then he goes on to name some sophists. Gorgias of Leontium and Hippias of Elis are, for instance, uh, two sophists that uh, Socrates engages in a couple of the Platonic dialogues. Uh, So you can follow up there if you like to see how kind of Socrates takes them on. Callius is another uh, one of the dialogues Uh, of Socrates so he mentions a few of the more famous of these people who are like that and basically what he's saying is he's being grouped in with these people that he teaches this mode of argumentation that is that corrupts the truth that makes the worse seem the better Um, and he tries to to answer that Um, and what Socrates says is that well the real reason behind all this is that, well, I have this intellectual approach that I have practiced going throughout the culture to challenge people in their premises, uh, and it looks like this. This uh, this approach of mine uh, is is what I consider to be you know, the, the nature of my own personal wisdom. And, well, what he says is, this is where it gets uh, to be really important, is he says, well, I go to people and I want to know what they know. And I want to try to become wise. This is my goal. And I've gone to all the great and... Noble Athenians, and I have inquired in, uh, with them as to what constitutes their wisdom, and I have come up with a rather unpleasant result. So he starts here, and this is a really important Socratic passage. I went to one who had the reputation of wisdom and observed him. And the result was as follows when I began to talk with him, I could not help thinking that he was not really wise. Although he was thought wise by many, and still wiser by himself. You know, we can go back to this because doesn't that remind us of something? Uh, And whereupon I tried to explain to him that he thought himself wise but was not really wise. And the consequence was that he hated me. And his enmity was shared by several who were present and heard me. So I left him, saying to myself as I went away, Well, although I do not suppose that either of us knows anything really beautiful and good, I am better off than he is. For he knows nothing and things that he knows. I neither know nor think that I know. (laughs) In this latter particular, then, I seem to have slightly the advantage of him. And I went to another with still higher pretensions to wisdom, and my conclusion was exactly the same whether upon I made another enemy of him and of many others beside him. So Socrates has been going around Athens, and he's been challenging people intellectually and having to perform the unpleasant task of revealing that they're all really just pretentious. Characters who don't know anything so but they think that they know something. so how does that go together with the with the charges brought against Socrates? You see how these things kind of fold in together? All these people throughout Athens who have this claim to wisdom. they encounter Socrates. Socrates debates them and reveals... They don't really know what they think they know. And they don't like that. So they charge him with making the worst cause appear the better. They cause him, they charge him with, with lying, basically and impugning their reputation and, and so on. So the point is this. Socrates is trying to make the case that his wisdom consists of this crucial, different identification. All of these people think they know it all. But they don't really know anything. Now I don't claim to know anything but I'm honest enough to say that I don't know it. And they are not. And they don't appreciate me pointing out that they don't know what they claim to know. Because, well, what do we have here that's so important to Socrates about his kind of view of Athenian society? What did he say before about what credo should be worried about? And what's really important? Josh? But good then think not what the ignorant a multitude believes. Yeah, right. Now now Athens was a democracy. And in democracy, if you want to be a political leader, you have to appeal to the masses. You have to be thought wise by the many. And so But is that going to be a measure of truth? We know already that Socrates doesn't think that you get through to the truth by a democratic process. He doesn't think that the, the many are the possessors of wisdom in any particular field. It's the expert who knows the truth. But all of these people that he's interrogating, they are thought wise by the many. And they like to appeal to the many.